Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Daou. And we have the amazing Donna Price here with us today from New Jersey. And as mentioned, she has created a women's group called bike woman bike and we're super excited to have her here to talk to us about it welcome donna thank you i'm really excited to be here thanks you awesome all right well let's get started as you know guys as my listeners we always start with the first question and only question is how did you get into biking donna cycling and how did it lead you to creating this woman page and and your book and biking across the country how did you get into it so cool. tell me you had a banana seat bike did you have a banana seat bike of course i had a banana seat ah! bike. she's the banana seat bike generator we have to do something on that <laughs> this is gonna be a long story yeah so i started on my banana seat bike yeah back in the way back in the day no um so I grew up outside of New York City in New York State and um, what was called upstate then, but it's not very far upstate. Um, and when I was a teenager, I biked to my friends' houses and they were like 10, 15 miles away. And then we would bike to the mall or we'd go on a bike ride. So there was days where I was coming home and I'd biked 50 miles kind of thing, you know, because I'd ride them back home and then I'd ride home. and. Um, so I loved cycling, even though I also loved driving a car. And early as a teenager, did a um, one-week bike tour. Actually, here in New Jersey, where I live right now, I had no idea I was moving to where I had gone on a bike tour years and years before that. Um, so I've found like cycling has um, recurred in my life. Like mm -hmm. I went to college and really didn't didn't take a bike with me for some reason and then bought a bike and started riding in Buffalo. I went to college in Buffalo and then kind of stopped biking. And, and at a point in Buffalo, decided to ride a bike again. And a friend of mine was in a bike club and we went to a club ride. And I actually met my husband on that very first club ride. Um, didn't know it then, of course, but went on a club ride on my brother's bike. My brother is like six foot three and I'm <laughs> nearly that tall. I've had those. <laughs> and people in the club are like, uh, that bike's a little bit too big for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, got a bike and started biking with this bike club. And um, I started telling them that I was going to bike across the country. And I really have no idea where that idea came from. <laughs> <laughs> How far it was. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're like, well, you better come to every ride because you need to train if you're <laughs> that far. And so I started riding probably six days a week with this club. So they had rides every day of the week that you could choose from. And through talking about it, they, I found a um, bike leader training program through Hustling International. And I went to that and got trained as a bike leader for tours. They told me, you know, your local Hustling International organization can sponsor a ride. So I went and I met with the people and at the board of the local hosteling organization. And they oh. said, we'll sponsor the ride. So I developed. Is that Hostel International? Like Yeah, Hosteling International with the youth hostels. Yeah, so we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We stayed at as many youth hostels as we could across the country. Oh my I, God. Um, created an advisory board to help me like map the route out. And this, this was maps, paper maps. And I had a little wheel that I would measure the distance with, which is not the most measured distance. <laughs> as we found not the most accurate. <laughs> as we found out on the ride, um, but I ended up with an international organization sponsoring the ride and rode from Maine to Oregon with a small group. And so that was biking. And then, you know, life keeps happening and went for another master's degree for some reason and um got a big job after that and you know biked a little bit but not nearly as much and we found biking numerous times like after that and so now i i'm in my last time finding biking again <laughs> i'm not this letting is it, it. Go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. <laughs> but and, donna can I, can I just interrupt you yeah. for a second? Can I ask you about that long ride and how many hostels you hit across the country? Yeah, like, how many hostels? Well, so you went from Maine to Oregon. Oregon is the upper north yeah. part of, Cal well, it's above California. Right? Yep. So you had to go down and, and back up. How no, many we hostels? Really, we kind of went straight across, I would say. So we went... Oh, okay. From Portland, Maine, you know, like through New Hampshire, the White Mountains, the Green Mountains, the White Mountains, the Adirondack Mountains, <laughs> <laughs> into Canada, which was pretty flat. Ontario. Oh, you went through Canada. Okay. Through Ontario. Um, yeah, it was an interesting place. Um, <laughs> boring, like everybody says, kind of boring. <laughs> Ontario's long. It was long. And there were no, we expected there to be like 7-Elevens, like there are like here everywhere where you could stop and get food. And there was like nothing. Like we had a day in Ontario where we did like 105 miles and there was nothing. And we got to camp and they had like, we had for dinner that night, Snicker bars and potato chips because there was like a town 10 miles down the road. And we were like, no, we are not riding another 10 miles. And we got up early that next day and we went and we had a big breakfast, but it was Oh my god. <laughs> and from that day forward, I carried an extra meal in my bag all the time, like pasta or something. <laughs> but you learn, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same with driving and gas, right? Like, yeah. It's like you can't like as soon as you see a gas station, it's like stop and fill it up <laughs> when Definitely. you're going across Ontario. 
I didn't yeah. realize. So I thought that you would stay in the States. So that's why I was like, then you went from Maine, you'd be down and then back up. But you no, went we, through we Cross Can. Through Port Huron. Okay. Yeah, I had to walk our bikes up over that big, huge bridge in Port Huron. Oh, wow. Because you weren't allowed to ride and it was too narrow to really ride the sidewalk. So we walked. Oh, God, up. that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. So did you, so I guess you didn't start hitting the hostels until the States, if you went that yeah. way. Yeah. We stayed, we only stayed in a handful of hostels. We stayed in one in Vermont. Um, that was called a family hostel. So kind of like a Airbnb kind of, not really mm -hmm. an Airbnb, but a family, a family's house. Um, we stayed in one in Oregon. I think we probably only hit like three or four, four oh, or five wow. maybe. Cause there just aren't as many in the States as like in Europe. I right. Think. But especially we then we also did, um, the ride was called the Peace Tour. I had set up um, service projects at peace and environmental organizations across the oh, country. Oh, very cool. Nine of those. Um, and that was cool because it got you into a local community and talking with people that lived in the community. So that was really cool. Nice. And it got us off the bikes for a day. You know? Yeah. <laughs> We got us like a warm a warm meal off the bikes and then we got to do some work for like not biking work yeah so. cool so then after that you've got your big corporate job is that what you're saying i <laughs> you well, found biking again because <laughs> i interrupted <laughs> you there <laughs> i actually i work in nonprofits and i um ran an outdoor education center and summer camp program and mm -hmm. um so it was an adventure center doing high ropes courses and um, we developed a bike trip for kids there, three week bike tour and stuff like that. But when you're in charge of the program, you work long days, kind of like a corporate job and mm -hmm. you're on call 24 hours a day. And, you know, so it just didn't, we did some biking, but not like I had been doing. Yeah. So, but, but now you're retired. Well, let's not talk about all the fun stuff you've been doing now. <laughs> During COVID, I um, started a job in a in the biking industry, so I just got more interested in biking and learning how to build bikes and work on bikes, and um, bought a gravel bike. You know, hadn't really mm -hmm. done gravel. Didn't really. My husband's a mountain biker, but I didn't ever really mountain bike. My kids would tell you she's a road bike snob. And not a true road bike snob because I'm a touring cyclist. So the road bikers don't really like me either. Oh, <laughs> but that's where gravel fits in. You can yeah. like, do everything there. Yeah. So we got gravel bikes. My husband has one and we've been having a lot of fun riding gravel and doing some of the gravel events and um, listening to the bike packing stories and stuff like that. So. So how did you come to start that, your women's group, your bike, woman, bike, your, yeah, so it started a couple pay, couple, I, was that during COVID or pre COVID? It was probably like right towards the end of COVID. It's mostly cause I want people to ride with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's the easiest way. Okay. I should just make a group and find people. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I um, started it because I wanted to find people that wanted to ride. And I started um, like working in the bike industry and selling bikes, found that there's so many women that haven't been on their bike in a long time and are scared of getting back mm -hmm. on their bike. And um, even in the group, you know, people will say, oh, I can't ride with you. You're too, you're too fast. And I'm yeah. really not that fast um, compared to people at these gravel events. Like I can ride faster than some people, but I'm mm -hmm. not very fast. There's always somebody <laughs> faster than you, that's for sure. And I can ride slow, you know? So like, <laughs> we've, um, you know, I can ride six miles an hour if I have to ride, you know, if that's what the pace is. And like, I can ride with you. So I've just been encouraging women to come out and get on their bikes and start. Cause it's just, you know, as you know, it's just getting on and starting that first mile. And yeah, you know, you find like a mile's not that far really on a bike. And by the time you're done, you've gone 10 and you're like, oh, I did 10 miles. And it's like, yeah, you did 10. I know miles. you can do even more when you're just not paying attention and chatting with somebody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so how did, so what's going on within the group? Cause you say here, you've got, um, you got the group on Instagram, but you've also, what did you say here? Facebook group and how the women are talking to you and just, um, yeah. So how's it working? Like how many people do you have coming out and cycling with you? Not that many. Come on out. Northern New Jersey. <laughs> well, yeah. Northern New Jersey. So whereabouts in Northern New Jersey? I don't know how big that is. So I'm in the rural part of New Jersey in the near the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. So it's kind of where New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania all come together. Okay. Like an hour and a half outside of New York City. Um, literally rural. Bears come through the yard and there's cows across the street kind of thing. Oh, and rural. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> you know, our town has a general store and a post office. That's it. Um, we used to have a liquor store, but no longer. And uh, you can't get much smaller than that. Yeah, really. <laughs> a liquor store can't even survive. <laughs> I think he could, he survived for, but he just wanted to retire. So, oh, oh, sad. <laughs> yeah. Nobody would take over a liquor store. Like I find that weird. <laughs> I know. I found that weird too. But, um, so the group is a work in progress and, you know, I keep inviting people to join it and come out for rides and post rides when I'm going to do a ride and, um, encourage other people to post rides when they're doing a ride. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it's kind of a hit or miss, you know, people come out and we have some rail trails here that we, we can ride um, in the recreation area. There's some great gravel, um, some great gravel and some gnarly gravel. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so that's fun. And yeah. And then there's roads like it's rural, so you can ride the roads and there's not tons of traffic. And you know, are people fairly nice around? your area like considerate of cyclists um i'd say it's mixed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have i think it's like that anywhere really yeah you always you, yeah you just get one farmer sometimes i'm not knocking the farmers but i'm saying sometimes it's around here we're uh yeah. more rural like our gravel starts from 
where I live and goes north. So majority of the roads back there are all gravel and they're farm farmers riding on them and and uh things like that. So you, you occasionally you catch like a, a really fast moving tractor <laughs> coming down yeah. the road. <laughs> really fast. I mean those things aren't slow anymore. Holy no they can move. They can move. They're huge. And they're yeah. huge, yes. And they're usually <laughs> pulling something pretty huge behind them too. Yep. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, it's definitely okay. mixed. There's good people and there's not so smart people. Yeah. In your cars. So what events have you participated in down your neck of the woods? Ah, I our first event was um New Jersey Gravel Grinder. Okay. So check into that one. It was a cool event because they it's a race, but we're kind of party pacers. Um <laughs> probably me more than my husband he would go race I think but that one was like segments so there was only timed segments so it would there were signs along the way saying your time segments coming your time segments coming and then when you hit that you know you raced and then you could slow down and party again so right on it was a little bit south of here in a very kind of well-to-do area and it's all gravel roads so big 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 houses and gravel yeah. roads and um i got to go to the women's gravel event out there in bentonville with girls gone gravel oh my gosh tell me a little bit about that i'm uh, a, connecting with her yeah that's a great event um we dro drove i drove um and that was cool because they created a Facebook group for people that yeah. registered. And I put it out in that Facebook group that I was driving from New Jersey and a woman from Rhode Island said, oh, I'll go with you. And then I also reached out to some friends here and said, hey, you want to go to this? Actually, the woman that went with me, um, we we knew each other, but we weren't really friends. But now we're friends. We, we had a blast. We can't tell me about the event. Tell me about like how it went down, like the the. The schedule yeah they had a welcome party when mm -hmm. when you got there um that was great and you got to network and meet people there and um they had rides like shakeout rides or on so we got there thursday friday there was just rides during the day so we did some of that and um they had workshops during the day technical kind of workshops, talking workshops. There were mechanics there showing you how to fix things, um, different vendors in the parking lot with different bikes and products, clothes, bike gear. So that oh, was sweet. And Not it was shopping at a park. So there was camping oh. part of the park and then you could just ride through the park right up to the event. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great event. You should go. Definitely. Well, I've, I heard about it. So how much further north is it or south is it from you? Well, it was like a 22 hour drive. Oh, okay. So that was, that would be even like, where is it? It's in Arkansas, Bentonville. Arkansas. Okay. So that's like, yeah. That's far. It is far. <laughs> This far. <laughs> I'm driving down to Unbound and that's far, but I think this is even further. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, Unbound sounds good. And then yeah. the other event we did this year was um, Rooted Vermont. Rooted. And that was a great event too. Cool. So yeah. let's talk about your book. And when sure. did when did you put that out? And how did you decide to uh, write it? Well, actually, I didn't really decide to write it. <laughs> and it happened by accident. Um, so I started a business. I'm a business coach. And years ago, back before webinars and Zoom, we did teleseminars. And an organization asked me to do a teleseminar. And I was terrified. So I scripted the whole thing out. Like I wrote out exactly what I was going to say for a whole hour. And <laughs> it was probably terrible. I probably have the recording somewhere. I should listen to it. But it was That'd be a good TED Talks. Well, I know they're not an hour long, but yeah. So um it was the story of how I took idea of biking across the country and made it happen and so when i finished scripting it i had this uh, like 50 page kind of document and oh i was like well this is almost a book and so i just like went through it and edited it and added to it and everything and ended up with a book that was like i think it's like 90 pages it's somewhere up on my shelf here the first one um, and now I've just released it in the fourth edition. So it's now it's like over 200 pages. Wow. So okay. can you show us the book? Do you have it? Okay. So for everybody, the book is launching your dreams, make wild ideas happen. And there's a pic. Oh, I, I love it. So what makes it third a third edition. edition? What did you add to it from the beginning? Yeah. The so first one? kind of since the first one i've added um well people always asked about the bike trip so i've yeah. added a bike log so it kind of tells the story of the bike trip and they're in these like little shaded areas so you, you uh -huh. could just go through and read the bike log if you just wanted to read that um, oh, okay can you open one of the, can you open the pages and show us sorry everybody you have to, you're gonna have to go on the youtube channel to watch or listen to this podcast so you can see exactly what Don is showing us here. Yeah, it's just kind of darkened. Oh, yeah. This is a bike log here. Right. And then I added a business log. So you could take this process that I used for creating a bike trip and create a business or do a project or like the process would work for whatever you're trying to do really. Right. Um, so I've just added things that I've learned over the years to, mm. to release the fourth edition instead of writing a whole new book. And right. So you just keep adding to the book. Yeah. Like adding to the pages, not necessarily like not adding at the end, but throughout the book, you've just. Yeah. Yeah. I've added chapters. I worked with a book publishing coach, um, you know, and he had recommendations of, you know, you, need, you should have this in there. You're like, this is a piece that you're missing. And oh. so added those pieces that he recommended and um, it's been fun. So where can everybody find it? Is it in, on Amazon or is it, uh, do you have your own website for it? 
Yeah, both. It's definitely on Amazon, both um, Kindle and print. I think all the different versions are still live on Amazon probably. And um, on my website, compassroseconsulting.com or on Bike Women Bike, you can get, there's a website, bikewomenbike.com. It's right there on the top of the page and it takes you to my other website, but it's right there. Oh, that's why it's heard. So I've heard it's better to, um, I want to say process, but um, fulfill your own bike, bike, your own book orders. So you can not pay Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you get a little bit more, more in your pocket overpaying Amazon stocking prices, but well, that's super cool. So, um, so you've got your, so every, I will have the links there so you can go, or you can just automatically go and uh, search it after this podcast episode, but uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're doing now and what the, what does the summer of 2023 hold for Donna? Yeah, hopefully lots of good things. Um, we've have already filled your schedule yet. No, I have all of the events, bike events that I'm interested in saved in my outside account right now <laughs> on bike reg. <laughs> and oh, oh, okay. We've registered for one event. Oh, I would have to look it up to tell you what it's called because it's like a really weird name. It's like aren't they all? Luke the cow patty. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cow patty. It's like Lulaka, wait, let me look it up. Lulaka Waiko Hundo version 11. Where's that? Is that close by? <laughs> it is. It's near <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, oh, um, Scranton. I've driven through there yeah. many times. Scranton. Yeah. yeah. So, um, looking at an, a different women's, um, gravel event that's in pennsylvania possibly well um, i have a women's gravel event up here in canada yeah tell me about it tell me all right well it's july 16th no 15th is that saturday 15th and it's here in uh wakefield quebec um so it's not very far it's like um i'll say 90 minutes over um if you go from oh um what's that crossing uh if i come through watertown um not watertown well you i mean if you want to jump into canada no i would come up through um the thousand islands if i was you so i think that's the 81 or the 91 yeah, Watertown. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you would uh, follow to uh, to uh, Ottawa and then cross the bridge there. It's not very far. Yeah. Oh, so no. I started this last year. It's a women's gravel race and we had 25 people. I put on like really last minute because I used to, our, I, my women's cycling club, Cycle Fit Chicks, I've had it for 15 years this year. We started putting on a time trial event with our local cycling organization. And um, 
uh, through COVID, it, it canceled. Well, we canceled it twice or once. And, um, and then like last year, Donna, I started doing all these podcast interviews with gravel event organizers and yeah. And I just, and I, I got a gravel bike last, not last time it was summer before. And I did one and I, I started mountain biking way back in the day before I did road cycling. So, um, I just got this bug about it and I was like, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just not into the time trial anymore. <laughs> it's a road time trial. It was one of the hardest ones because it was hilly. Uh, a lot of people loved it. Um, and, uh, and so I'm like, I just, I just don't feel it, not feeling it. So I'm like, but I would really like to do a gravel event for women. And, um, so we did it last minute. I used some, some roads that a lot of people ride on anyways, that are pretty familiar and easy to access from where I live. So it was easy to organize like the, you know, the, um, the check-in, the start, the finish and like, but with 25 people, it was easy to manage. Um, and speaking of like farmers at one of the main corners, they took away all my signs. Oh no. <laughs> the night I, cause I, I set them up the night before the event ah. with my friend. So they took them all down and not everybody put the downloaded yeah. <laughs> the event and you know, like you just can't have like, um, you know, volunteers out everywhere. So that's one oh, thing yeah. about gravel. I mean, you really do need to have um everything downloaded like everywhere phone whatnot and so after that i was like you know i want to build it to a festival type like barry roubaix i don't know if you've made your way up and check that one out no that was my my first big one that i went to last year and i'm like i went there by myself i mean i was I'm like road trip. I can't wait to get out of my house. Cause remember last year, COVID, I don't know what it was like up here. Everything was still like shut down. It's kind of bizarre how it's like just a year ago, um, how it was. Um, I'm just like, I don't even know if I'm going to get across the the border and I'm like, but I'm fucking going, (laughs) I'm going to get tested. And, you know, so I have my documentation that I don't have COVID, you know, like, um, and I went and I had such a good time. Like nice. I organized to to meet up with a lot of women from a gravel page. I had my team tent. So I'm like, okay, look for this tent and we'll just all meet there and we can like hang out. And um, and so I, I got there early. I got a prime spot because that's what I like to do. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, and I met some really, really amazing women and I awesome. had a good time. And I'm like, I'm coming back with girls next time. I'm like, bring more women (laughs) so and then i started looking at other things in the states and i'm like you know i just i think um more our area needs something like that i mean now there's just like they're everywhere they are it's amazing like you you have to look at like where do i want to go like you can go anywhere Mm -hmm. really yeah and there's an event there and yeah so it's it's almost like i don't know if if uh, you know, it ever be like saturated with events. Um, but I feel like in the States, like there's just so many people that it's just so vast. 
Um, you know, you don't need a ton of people to make a successful event. Um, I don't know, but I'm like, our little area could really use something like that. That's yeah. here. Um, and so I want to grow it up here. Like, like that girl's gone, what gone gravel. I think that's like a fabulous, like, um, uh, template or role model, like a idea to emulate over here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't realize it's so damn far away. <laughs> be sure to drive to you and to go all the way to Arkansas. Well, I'm driving to Unbound. I think that's probably where, where my limit is. <laughs> like 24 hours. That's like going to Florida to my sister's place. So I'm like, okay, I've driven that yeah. far. <laughs> no, it's a long drive. We I we camped the one night on the way out there and it was like we got in at 10 o'clock. We're setting up our camp. And then on the way yeah. back, we're like, we're getting a hotel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I know you go in the cheap on the way there. Oh, like I'll, I'll sleep in my car seat. <laughs> and on the back, I'm like, forget it. <laughs> yeah, we went and we got a hotel. And then we stopped at this really cool hot spring place in oh. West Virginia and did the hot spring bath for, we made reservations and everything for like a half hour and hour something like that. it was oh it was, now that's sweet <laughs> it was good <laughs> it was worth we detoured we went a different route which was cool too like we took a different route there then we took back and saw a different part of the country kind of mm -hmm. thing so that we could hit the hot springs but, yeah yeah but so that it's sounds a... good you'll have to give me the link i'll look for the link on your oh yes well what for barry Roubaix? no for your event in july oh, yes yeah 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 i'm um i'm working on it i'm getting a website done now i do have a facebook page so you can google wakefield woman's gravel grind and um and uh yeah and it's going to be up on bike reg so i hear that's the place to put everything um because you can like search by like proximity so everybody doesn't know that you can search by proximity around you and see what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I'm hoping to actually work with the ski hill here. Oh, nice. As as the um, main like uh, headquarters for the camping, the music, the eating, the like the everything. Yeah, that's kind of how rooted Vermont was. It was at a small ski place. And um, yeah, I think they've had camping there in the past, but they didn't last year. So I could be yeah. wrong about that. But it was it was a good venue. For, yeah. For, we rode a little bit of that hill at the end. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> so, all right. So everybody um now if you're in new jersey make sure that you go and find donna price on um i guess can everybody just find you under bike woman bike or do you have your own personal page yeah they, they can bike women bike i have an instagram with that and a facebook group and a website so it's so there's no reason why you can't find her if all. you're in the area and you're looking for someone to ride with 
she is your lady and it looks like you could probably even collaborate and go to events together <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing better than a little road trip to bring people together and, uh, and have a whole ton of fun so all her uh contact info will be on the description so you can go and check her out and i just want to thank you again to all of our listeners and to donna for taking the time to chat with us about her um her page and her book thanks a lot donna thank you so much great to be here thank you so much for spending this time with me on the secrets from the saddle podcast learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.